Monday. Welcome to the news and why it matters. Glenn Beck, what was the top story today? Uh, I'm going to say Andy No. Okay. Dr. No. <laughs> All right, Stu. Uh, new poll out uh, about uh, the Democrats just uh, since the debate, and there's some big changes in the race. Mm. All right, Jason. Crazy claims by Ocasio-Cortez. Mm. Uh, sounds like a Saturday Night Live. Chapter 1 million, All right, obviously a lot to get into. First, we want to thank our sponsor, iTarget Pro. Um, so if you are one who, you know, you have guns, you go to the shooting range all the time, you spend all this money on ammunition, uh, you really need to consider iTarget Pro. Glenn, I know you talk about the importance of dry firing all the time. Yeah, dry firing and, you know, not just dry firing and, and using your mouth going pew, 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 pew. <laughs> that's not, that doesn't count uh, as dry firing. Count, no, <laughs> um, just dry firing, it helps you with trigger control, and that's really, really important. Um, but being able to track, I mean, just sitting there, you know, when I first got my first guns, you know, the trainer said, now just sit on the couch, make sure it's empty, and then just pull the trigger over and over and over again to get used to it. Um, that that's necessary, but this is a way to do it with some accuracy as well. And you just put your your uh, device in front of the target, off to, you know, or off to the side, and it registers where you're hitting the target. And it's I think it's fantastic. It's helped my it's helped my shot improve a great deal. Um, and it pays for itself when you think about range fees and ammunition costs. It's going to pay for itself really quickly, probably in like one time. So you can go to itargetpro.com, get 10% off right now, plus free shipping with promo code NEWS. That is itargetpro.com. Glenn, Andy No. Andy No. Um, it's interesting how this is being ignored by the press. Um, and how uh, it is being spun when it is in the press. It's always a right-wing activist, you know, that uh, you know was looking for trouble, et cetera, et cetera. Here's a guy who is a reporter, and he went to uh, Portland, and he took his video camera with him, and he just started filming the crowd. He filmed, and he noticed after a while that he was starting to be followed and then surrounded. And uh, he went to the police, walked over to the police, and said, see these guys walking away from me? The, the, they're, uh, they're trying to hassle me and shut down my movements uh, and make sure that I don't go where they don't want me to go. Police did nothing. Then, uh, about an hour later, he's milkshaked, and he's beaten with um, a wooden club. Uh, I can't say within an inch of his life, but he was bleeding when he got up. And they brought him to the hospital, and he is still in the hospital today. Meanwhile, people are um, people are are saying, "Oh well, he deserved it," or you know, uh, they have a right to what beat people in the streets. The police um, didn't want to arrest. Andy went to the police and said, "Hey, I'm being harassed. I'm being followed. Can you please help me?" They said, what are we going to do? We're going to do anything. Basically beat it, kid. Now the police, uh, I, I, I hope that, uh, the, uh, that Andy sues the city. Not necessarily the police, but the city. Yeah, I, I would, I, there's something weird with this mayor, this, mm -hmm. this Portland mayor. 
I don't want to blame the police in this because I think that they're just doing basically what they're, they're being told. told. Yeah. I think they're against a rock and a hard place on this. I really do. This was, at, I would say, Glenn, that the, he was beaten within an inch of his life. He was treated for a brain, brain. bleed. Yeah. Mm. And if you've, like, if you follow, uh, you know, some sports, uh, especially boxing, this can be fatal. He could have lost his life to this. Um, and this is another thing. This was premeditated. This was absolutely premeditated on Antifa's mm-hmm. part. He said, uh, Annie No tweeted a day before this happened. He said that I'm, I'm getting worried about the, 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 uh, the, the protest going on tomorrow. Um, they've threatened me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, he called the shot here. But regardless of that, he still showed up. Guy's incredibly courageous. Mm-hmm. He, he's been all over uh, Antifa in Portland for a long time yes. now. They know him. Uh, they do not like him, obviously. This was absolutely set up, I believe. Um, so I th- it goes far beyond just, oops, this was a scuffle at one of these things. And Glenn, for those of uh, those viewers out there who don't know of the term milkshake, because it's kind of a new thing, it's where they throw something on you. They throw a milkshake on you. Well, right, but that's not what this was. Right. Well, we don't know for sure, but the word is is that it had... Um, uh, part of uh, some sort of quick creek. Quick drying, yeah, yeah, quick quick drying, drying cement. cement. So that's what he says went into his eyes. He thought he was sprayed, but he was only sprayed with silly string and at the same time uh, been thrown the, the uh, book that um, uh, I'm sorry, I lost my train of my thought. <laughs> that, but the, the quick creek thing, that's a big oh, deal. Yeah. Yes. That is a big, big deal. Yeah. So if, if it was just, let's say they poured it in there, right there, if anyone that's used uh, quickrete. You Glenn, you might have used it at the ranch. Um, that is, a, it's a chemical reaction that makes that thing happen. So it starts to burn. So if that hits your skin, you're basically hitting, being hit with some kind of chemical weapon, you know, like a crude chemical weapon. It's going to burn. It's going to, it's going to leave like probably blisters on your hands. It says right there on the bag, stay away from this yeah. thing with bare skin. Um, but then li- later on, if it actually hardens, then it's they're throwing rocks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's let's go ahead. I think we have a, a clip of that. Let's watch that, and then Stu, I want to bring you into the conversation. Yo, yo! So he went to the he went to the police several times before this. And uh, they did nothing. And then you'll see later, he goes to the police, says, I've been robbed. My camera's been taken. Uh, my wallet's been taken. Where were you guys? Where were you? And they were nowhere to be found. Yeah, so. Uh, and what you're seeing here, uh, if you want to put it in sort of uh, the terms that the left uses, is a bunch of white people beating up on a gay uh, son of Vietnamese immigrants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is not something that the press is supposed to love. I have seen some in the press, to their credit, actually be critical of this, even on things like CNN. I mean, uh, so that shows how bad it really was. But, I mean, you give them credit when they actually call it out. But a lot of people you see on Twitter justifying this as essentially a business plan, right? Like, I mean, here's a guy who comes out and goes to these, uh, goes to these rallies. He gets the crap beat out of him, and it improves his, his business. Pretty cynical look, uh, and certainly not one that we would ex- I would accept uh, people being critical of, of uh, left-wing journalists who went and, I mean, you know, we, we saw the Vice people, right, went to the famous Charlottesville rally. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they had the crap kicked out of them while they were there, would we be defending uh, the protesters? Mm-hmm. Of course not. Mm-hmm. Not that the people at Charlottesville have anything to do with the sort of conservatism we advocate here. Uh, but it's just like, it's, it, that, that disconnect is shocking. And, you know, the, the, um, the mayor, I mean, who is blatantly left-wing, 
is also the one who named the police chief. I think the individual officers can be pretty much uh, excused from mm-hmm. a lot of this, but the you know there's something really bad in Portland right now, and they've gone to, they've taken this sort of crazy um, uh, campus-based ideology and, and, and enacted it in a city, and this is what happens when you do. Did you see all the red shirts there with the DSA logo? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I wouldn't be surprised to find if some of this stuff is funded by Russia. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it, it's, it's really, truly remarkable what's happening, and the city is not responding. Uh, and what are you going to have in the end? What's going to happen to Portland in the end? One, actually, one of the heads of DSA was uh, tweeting defenses for Antifa um, doing that. No, they today. were the organizer of this event. And they said, they, they were saying, yeah, the, um, uh, you know, uh, no was just, uh, you know, getting in their faces and he wouldn't leave and he, and he, he just wouldn't leave. As if that was, even if, even if you, so. You own the park? street. <laughs> and it, is that a defense for getting, giving him a brain hemorrhage? Yeah. No. <laughs> I also, and what about, the, what about the old guy that got a crowbar to his head? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not even talking about that. When will the media finally recognize they're on the side of death? I do find it interesting. Um, President Trump will, you know, say something or take away credentials from, you know, a certain CNN reporter and the media goes crazy yet. Um, well, the media and the left goes crazy yet crickets from the mainstream media on this, but also the Democratic presidential candidates. I mean, I think as of this taping, I think I had only seen Andrew Yang was the only one who finally came out and said this is not acceptable for journalists to be treated that way. Yeah. That's not a, not a surprise it would be him, too. I mean, I, yeah. uh, but I mean, I, I, the one that popped in my head, and that's, that's a great example, too, I, but the one that popped in my head was Covington. Mm-hmm. Remember, like, because mm-hmm. m- a, a kid stood there and in the face of this Indian guy mm-hmm. for, like, 30 seconds, yeah. and, like, that was, like, a major national story for, yeah. like, two weeks. This is a thousand times worse than this. Yep. Oh, yeah. And no one seems to care. It's like, we found out who, like, every person's name was who went to the stupid Charlottesville rally. They were firing, getting guys fired for from their jobs serving hot dogs at hot dog stands halfway across the country. How are these people constantly going out there, beating the crap out of people, and no one seems to know who they are? Yeah, I mean, they arrested three people. Two of them were women. None of them were the ones that were actually doing that. The attention is ridiculous. I did hear, was it Stelter actually said something, yeah, Stelter it, which I was very surprised. But the, for, as, as far as you're concerned with national attention, oh my gosh, like Jesse, Jesse Smollett, Covington, mm-hmm. if, if there's a red MAGA hat mentioned, even not even seen, but just mentioned, they go absolutely insane. But we had a gay minority mm-hmm. beaten and given a brain hemorrhage during Pride Month. During a gay man was assaulted and beaten to the inch of his life in Pride Month in hardly a whisper. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, Stu, I want to move on to uh, the new poll. Yes. So we uh, we all watched the debates last week, uh, unfortunately. Uh, and uh, what do we learn? I mean, it's kind of interesting in that um, debates typically don't make that big of a difference. Okay. We, we kind of we romanticize these sort of debate moments because we can all remember where we were and we remember what it felt like. And, it, you know, it's like almost like watching a big sporting event, right? Like a big play happens and you remember that play. I mean, I can, it's not always like that. It no. is this year for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, but if you go back to like, let's say, uh, debate number one, I watched it with this man right here uh, at his house uh, between mm-hmm. Romney and Obama. And I just remember being like, 
This is the most amazing. I mean, Romney just cleaned house that night yeah. mm-hmm. and destroyed him. Yeah. And I don't know if anyone remembers President Romney, but uh, it wasn't a it wasn't a very long administration. Well, it's because the next one he, he right. came in and was like, "Oh, yes, I agree with everything you're saying." Yeah, yeah. exactly. That yeah. was the next two, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but that first one was a big deal. I mean, obviously, you can go back and you can find those moments uh, in one-on-one debates often. Very rare to find them in debates where it's you're talking about ten people. I mean, it's just not. It's hard to break through there. We saw Carly Fiorina have one uh, good one in, mm-hmm. in 2016 when she went from like you know basically nothing to like six or seven percent and made a little bit of a you know she had a little bit of a run there. Um, and we kind of compared that to Kamala Harris, which I, I said last week, which I I think was probably the best large debate format uh, performance of a candidate that I've ever seen. I mean, that's it was that good. Uh, and so far, the polls are reflecting it. This is now the second poll that has come out that has showed Kamala Harris basically doubling her percentage of Democratic voters mm-hmm. uh, after this debate moment. Um, the new CNN poll probably is most notable, though, for Joe Biden crashing to earth, um, <laughs> which is just not he went from 32 to 22 in this most recent uh, poll. Kamala Harris from eight to 17. So you see that now she's closed this gap to about mm-hmm. five points. Elizabeth Warren has also gone up from seven to 15. So now you kind of have a three way race there. And then Bernie Sanders now in fourth, which is I don't think Bernie Sanders. Yeah, Bernie Sanders is I mean, he is scuttle. From the Little Mermaid. <laughs> I just, I, I <laughs> he is. He is. I, I mean, look at it. Reference well enough. What, oh, Scuttle was played by Buddy Hackett, remember? And he, like, right? took a fork and he put it up in his hair. He's like, this is a, a dingle hopper. And uh, that's what she used it for. And you're like, when you listen to him, it's like he's had a fork in his hair. And he's like, and we're going to fix this by uh, giving everybody dingle hoppers. Yeah. <laughs> He did say the word dinglehoppers in the debate yeah. at least three or four times. I think that was a word that you would use when he was, you know, 10. And I feel like he's just like, he's a one-trick pony and people have seen it, right? Like where Harris is trying, is providing something, you know, I think even Warren at some level is, is providing something a little bit different. But I just feel like people have seen this show already. It's like, you know, it's like House of Cards season seven. You know? So what's it's disturbing like, like, about this, though, is that that shows that the Bernie supporters, because... I didn't think he would get any higher than 18, but I didn't think he'd get any lower than 18. I thought Bernie supporters right. were Bernie supporters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If Bernie supporters start to back somebody else, that's a big deal yeah. because Kamala Harris can can put together a coalition of people, and if it includes the Bernie Sanders people, Trump may be done. Uh, I mean, look, it, it's yet. To, we this definitely helped Kamala Harris in the Democratic debate. We don't know if this is something that's going to be effective to the general. And we election don't know yet. who, where his Bernie's numbers went. We, as conservatives, you want the Bernie people sitting this out. Mm-hmm. If the Bernie people sit this out, Trump will par- probably win. But if the Bernie people, unlike what they did with with uh, Hillary Clinton, if they say, you know what, I'm going to go with the Democratic nominee. And they get behind them, Trump's going to really have a hard time. He's going to need every other person. He's going to need every independent to be able to do that. You need the Bernie people to sit out. And I don't think it's a surprise at all, but I mean, I do think that it it also shows that, you know, the people who early on said that, oh, yeah, I'll vote for Biden. It was more of the name recognition and not necessarily their really strong supporters of Joe Biden. Yeah. And I think like they want someone who's going to beat Trump, right? Mm -hmm. Number one. And they Mm -hmm. think that Biden's the person who's going to be able to do that. And he did not show like he didn't he didn't look like you'd be confident he, he would actually look win. Like he looked old. Yes. He looked yes. very old. He, and look, he's still winning. 
he can he can turn this around. He he just can't have performances like this regularly. You can he could deal with one of them and still win this uh, nomination, but he can't continue to do this. If he keeps looking like this, keeps having these moments, it's going to start feeding on each other, and he's going to be done. Uh, just a couple of other quick, uh, interesting notes. Um, there are, let's see, there's kind of this top tier here of the top four. We have Biden, Harris, Warren, Sanders, all between 14 and 22%. Then you've got uh, Buttigieg, who's actually down to 4% from 5% last time. And he didn't have a terrible showing no, I would either. Say he had one of the better showing. He wasn't dynamic, but he it held his own. He was fine. It, was okay. it wasn't that. It was, it was the trouble. In, uh, you know, Gary, Indiana, wherever he's from. I mean, he cannot Uh, get an African-American to vote for him. Like, legitimately 0% every poll when they break down in demographics. They do not like him. Which is interesting because it was one of Obama's kind of chosen guys. I mean, Buttigieg was one of these guys. Obama was on that train very early. He hasn't endorsed him in this race, of course. But he was talking about him before anybody knew who he was, which is kind of the reason he ran. Um, other people in that kind of next tier were Booker and uh, O'Rourke at 3%, Klobuchar at 2 and then you've got uh, Castro, de Blasio, Gabbard, Yang at 1%, everyone else at 0 So, I mean, like, this is a, it, it is a race, really, of four people right now. These things can obviously change quickly, but, uh, I mean, Harris did legitimately do damage. Warren uh, has had a good run and held her own in that debate. She's, she's still fine. Sanders is holding on to most of his support. Uh, but, you know, the Biden thing is changing. And You're going to have a female candidate. I mean, remember this presidential whole... Presidential candidate going against him. You remember this whole narrative? You think. I, I do. I mean, they tried this last wow. time. If it's Hillary, it didn't work, right? I think if it's Warren, it may not work. Um, but if it's if Kamala, it's, yeah. it might work. Yeah, and if you remember, too, like, remember the big thing where they were saying, like, all these all these candidates, and then who is at the top of these white men? Well, now two of the three at the top are, are, mm-hmm. are women. Mm-hmm. That narrative's completely gone. I haven't heard them revi- like, reverse this. They ha- Like... It's so amazing. These big identity politics stories last until they don't last. And as soon as they're gone, no one says, gosh, we were wrong, I guess. These people weren't all just picking them because they're white men. The whole time, we were completely wrong. That, that story never happens, but here it is applied again. Yeah. All right, back in a minute. But it was the Democrats, so they were never really picking white men, even though they were picking white men. It was really the Republicans' fault. Uh, before we get back into the conversation, I want to thank our sponsor, Cruise Through History. So, um, Glenn, you guys, uh, again, I still haven't gotten my invitation. Oh, man, I check my mail every day. I, I asked you a second time to put that <laughs> in the I mail. I listed it online. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> you, just have to go to Cru- you have to go to comesailaway.com. It's, it's right there. No, 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 no my you invitation. Gotta, you just got to put your name in, and then it becomes your invitation when you pay for it. Really? That's what it is. <laughs> What was that last part? You, uh, nothing. Nothing. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, come sail away. Uh, it, it is a cruise for history. It is really going to be fun. I am so excited. And I was listening to Rabbi Lappin, his podcast on Blaze uh, podcast, uh, just this weekend. He was talking about it. And the, 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 the way he tells history of Israel is amazing. You are going to learn things that you've never even heard and we're going to take you through commerce, commerce, commerce. Uh, we're going to go through <laughs> in Venice and the Enlightenment and the uh, the Dark Ages, the end of the Dark Ages. We're going to take you to the home of a republic and uh, democracy, Athens, and then we're going to Israel. And we're also going to stop where uh, uh, Daenerys Tar- Targaryen uh, also. <laughs> 
burned down, but I hear they've rebuilt it. <laughs> they rebuilt it. Yeah, so. so you can go to uh, comesailaway.com, which apparently I will also have to go there as well You're because allowed. I am. Send her an invitation on the email, will you? Will you try to do that <laughs> today? Yeah, with the link. Always, so you have that. that yeah. Comesailaway.com. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I look forward to I'm that not email. It to Jason. <laughs> Just so. me. Okay. Well, now I feel special. Mm-hmm. What if you guys so. need writing and research done while this is going on? How's uh, it going to we'll get done? We'll have somebody. There'll be three thousand people that watch this show, listen to the radio show, <laughs> like-minded. <laughs> Bill O'Reilly will be there. We got that covered. <laughs> All right, Jason, your top story. Um, AOC is on a mission to po, you know, to make the or to frame uh, whether it's ICE or whether it's the Border Patrol in general as Gestapo, basically mm-hmm. concentration camp. She's been beating that over the head. <laughs> Anything she else to make it look like they're the Gestapo. Did you hear the eighty-year-old or ninety-year-old man who you know invited her oh, yes. down to the board? Did yes. you hear what he said so this great. weekend? Yeah. Yes. He wanted to somebody to give her a doctorate in stupidity. <laughs> 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 she deserves it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Harvard might deliver that to her yeah. after after today, um, because it's it, the madness has gone even even uh, further. So she was going down with a few other members of Congress. They were going to tour some of these um, border patrol facilities and these camps that she has uh, now dubbed. And not too long after she got out of the first one, she fires off this tweet, and it says, "Just left the first facility. I see why officers were being so physic, or I, I see why C- uh, CB- uh, CBP officers were being so physically." And sexually threatening towards me. Who's so, the victim? So Always. the first claim there is that she, they were physically and sexually threatening her. Yeah. That in itself is 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 pretty dang huge. That's that that should stop the presses. Mm-hmm. Tell us exactly what happened. Right. Let's go. You point yep. them out. Who was it? Let's, Who was it? There's yep. cameras there. Let's see it. Yep. That should not be. If if I'm Donald Trump, I'm the president. I call her immediately. I take her seriously. Women need to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. So we're going to take you seriously. I want you to identify what time, what it was. I'm sending like? the FBI mm-hmm. over. We're going to take those officers down. Mm-hmm. Ba- wouldn't you get badge numbers? That's the first thing you would do if that really did happen. You would get badge numbers there and were names. Cameras everywhere. Everywhere. Um, so anyway, so that right there. Then she goes on. Officers were keeping women in cells with no water and had told them to drink out of the toilets. <laughs> this was them on their good behavior in front of members of Congress. This is absolutely ludicrous. And also, what, where did you, where is she getting that information from? Like, obviously, they didn't say that. She she's was there. Saying, she's not saying that they in front of her, they said, drink out of the toilet, woman. That, that She's saying that actually happened? I mean, or? you're saying she was there, but she did word that very interesting. She like, said like, this she, was them on their good behavior. Behavior. She's implying that's the way they were doing it while she, she was there. Right, she is implying it, but she didn't specifically say I saw them do it. So, so she right. well, she mm-hmm. clarifies she, in another tweet. She, okay. she follows up and then she says that she forced she had to force her way into a cell. She forced her way into a cell, and a woman there personally told her that oh. that's what they were doing. So, so, so Definitely take her seriously. It, yeah, mm-hmm. it, the, the story is already kind of fuzzy because there's two <laughs> different kind of uh, accounts going on on this. Mm. Now, I, I mean, just absolutely ludicrous to think that just say if a congressperson's coming down to your uh, government, you know, whatever building, mm-hmm. you're on your best behavior, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You are not going to threaten her in any way, uh, especially you're not doomed. sexually. Yeah. yeah, you're doomed. <laughs> That's, and what is she saying? <laughs> I'm so hot. Right. They've got these women in cages, but I'm so hot. They need me too. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And then also, I mean, even if you even if you did force some people to throw drink out of toilets, even though that's just. I, no, that's no. ludicrous. Say, say this. Say this. I could see somebody who was being a real pain in the ass 
and demanding and demanding and demanding and demanding and mm -hmm. never is we're not going to eat this slop and we're not going to do this. I could see a bad agent on a bad day saying, you know what? Not you want water? Drink right. it out of the toilet. Not yeah. serious. Yeah. Just I've had enough. Right. Yes. So you could see that happening and it shouldn't happen. But you could see that happening for officers to be serious. Her charge of saying that officers are there telling them to drink out of the toilets. Then again, we need an investigation. The president should send the FBI down there right now with her to identify who said that? Yeah. Jason, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to leave everyone on a cliffhanger. Oh, the conspiracy the goes, deeper. Your, oh, goes deeper. Oh, everyone, put on your tinfoil hats Stick and around, guys. Stick around. <laughs> All right, back in a minute. So what's the conspiracy? Oh, okay, that's what he's saying. Stick around. Glenn, how was the museum this weekend? It was unbelievable. Um, people in tears. People actually, we took a survey. People said they went through all emotions and they left joyful and mm. hopeful. It was really great. Um, join us. This is all about freedom. There's no better place to be than here with us and me personally on July 4th. July 4, 6, uh, uh, 5, 6, and 7. It's our uh, Mercury Studios experience. Get your tickets at mercuryone.org. Mercuryone.org. I thought he said there's no better place to be than with him. Right. Sure, we did. Right. So I've got AOC in a cage. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. Everyone, mm. put your tinfoil hat back on. Firmly. And be ready. Jason is about to continue <laughs> on this uh, AOC uh, border patrol or border detention facility. Is it an inside job? It's a uh, no. Okay. But if, if, I will say if you <laughs> is are. It, is it a false flag? No. <laughs> no. Uh, I will say, though, if you are wearing your tinfoil hats right now, it's going to blow off your head because your <laughs> head is about to explode. Um, can we throw up that tweet one more time? I want to see if the date of the time of that tweet where she put that it's on there. It's not on there. It is not on there. But if it was on there, it could be below those suitcases right there. Um, here, I've got it right oh, here. Yeah, it is right it says there. It Yeah, 11.32 a.m. 11.32. Mine so says 1.32, though. She fires that off. I think it depends on your time zone. Just saying. Mm. Are you that's in a different deep. time zone deep, than I am? Dude, dude that's deep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Wow. Mind blown. <laughs> she fired that off at 11.32, Sarah. 11.32 mm -hmm. um, what time zone, 11 though, 30, Jason? 11.32 a.m. That's um, not a time zone. That was, cent that was central. Okay, that was central. okay. Um, 11.32 central. So... Exactly seven, I'm sorry, uh, 37 minutes before that, at 10.55, this story came out um, for, I think we have that story, from ProPublica. Maybe we don't have that story. A story from ProPublica uh, came out. There it is. Uh, called Inside the Secret Border Patrol Facebook Group, where agents joke about migrant deaths and post sexist, sexist memes. So it's, an, it's, it, it's a very bad article. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about these claims. Some of these claims, this could be very, very true. Um, it appears to be that this, uh, this Facebook group, it's a private group, and it's supposed to be for current and former Border Patrol agents. And they go in there and post stupid stuff on, on uh, social media that usually will get people in trouble, mm -hmm. uh, that they should not post. A lot of it is uh, racist-type things, and a lot of the me and there are memes. The sexist memes that they're referencing there are about AOC. AOC yeah. mm -hmm. They're about AOC specifically, and yeah, they're, they're awful. 
Um, but when they, they posted this, like I said, 37 minutes before she fired off that tweet. 37 minutes. And everything in her tweet backs up everything in this article. So either, there's, there's, there's a few scenarios here. The first scenario is uh, AOC didn't see this at all. She just happened to uh, see things that backed up perfectly that tweet. And that these Border Patrol agents were that stupid mm. that they're forcing women to drink out of toilets and they sexually <laughs> threatened her, a congresswoman. Okay, that's ludicrous. Yeah. So let's just throw that out. That just didn't happen. That didn't happen. The second is that she just happened to see this, uh, you know, this article pop up on her phone for some reason. Maybe she follows ProPublica. She saw the notification on her iPhone. It's like, oh, hey, and then fired off a bogus While tweet. she was at the facility. Touring the facility. Right. Yeah. Like, very clearly she would have been, uh, you know, very... Uh, uh, involved with the tour that she was being given if she was on her phone looking at this website. Oh, yeah. What's going on there? Let me check my mentions really quick. Okay, what were you saying? Yeah, no, no. I, I don't think that happened either. Yeah. The third, and this is where you should throw your tinfoil hats on, but I actually think this is what the case is, is I think that the, the third possibility is that ProPublica probably sent her a release of this article. This is alleged, so I don't get in trouble. <laughs> sent her a, uh, a, a, a pre-release of this to say, hey, look, this is what we're going to run. You're involved in it. And then coordinated with AOC, whether they told her to or she just decided to do this on her own, right after this was released. Mm -hmm. I, this is the, 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 it's just, it's, there's, well, come on. Well, like, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think it might be in between a couple of those because um, uh, it's interesting when you read, I did not know about that story. When you read that tweet, it could very well be that she's not even alleging that this happened to her to at her. this border facility. If you read it again, it looks like she could just be referring to the article. Um, and I will say that, you know, I, I don't, ProPublica, not exactly my favorite media outlet, but probably did some sort of due diligence to attempt to get comment from <clears throat> her office. So they may have actually called and said, hey, we're doing a story, you're mentioning it, do you want to say something about it, do you want to respond? So they may have had a tip-off, even if it's not a conspiracy per se, it's like they're going to be have tipped off because of the comment. And when you read the tweet, like, she could, she... That I bet that's her defense, right? Like mm -hmm. when they do call her out and say, "Hey, okay, well, if you were sexually harassed at this border facility, we have cameras there. Show us where it happened. We see you walking by here. No one's saying anything. What's going on?" And she could say, "No, what I was referring to was that uh, article where the border patrol was joking about me and and and, you know, and sexually harassing me." Um, and it would kind of fit the way that she worded it. I bet that's her defense. I bet that's her fallback. Position. Does it fit okay. the way she worded it? Yeah, look at read I, well, it again. Read yeah. it, do we have the tweet one more time? Yeah, let's let's read the tweet again. I, and what? I agree with you, Stu. That, it, but I think that it, she very carefully crafted that so that it could be taken the way that it was. Potentially, but like I see why the officers were being so physically and sexually threatening towards me in the article I just read. Put that in parentheses. Right. Well, right. but at the top she says you left the the, yeah, the but top she just, out. Le just left right. it, the I, first facility. Any normal person would read that and. Think she was harassed at the, that's how I read it yeah, and right. I did because I didn't know about the article but if 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 that article had just come out either she was probably asked for comment or very likely you know look she probably had press her press people with her or something and if some if a big story comes out ProPublica is like is like their uh I mean Breitbart's the wrong example because they don't do uh, all that much journalism but like this is like the left's choice like it's like a mother jones a leftist choice uh outlet they look at this as like God, if ProPublica puts out an article, it's like all over these hardcore leftists' phones, right? So an article where she's being mentioned, she's at a border mm -hmm. facility while it's being, while it's coming out. I could see it being a focus of her press staff, and 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 you know, you could even say, and I'm sure she will, that it had nothing to do with. I was not, I was not trying to make these officers look like they did this. However, 
any rational person would take it that wording that way. Well, and I, I mean, I also think, you know, not to say that she won't use that as an excuse, but I find it really hard to use the excuse. I was just referring to this article when she says why the officers were being so physically and sexually threatening toward me. Like, Posting a meme is not being well, threatening oh, towards well, you, right? Miss victim, the, the, she's not going to take I, it that well, way. I know, but she I just, takes everything. The act of being threatening. Ben Shapiro wanted to have a debate with her, and he thought he was catcalling. Right. Remember, like <laughs> right. I, this is not a sane person we're talking about. <laughs> um, and she does. I think she sees every single little bit of this yes. as harassment. She thinks she's always under harassment. Um, every time someone takes her on, she gets all pissy, and that's always her defense that she's being beat up because she's a woman or she's a minority. She's always in perpetual victim state. So I think that that article, like she's, I mean, from her perspective, she's seeing all these people are in there. I didn't even know about this. And they're all just tweeting these mean, th- mean things about me. These agents, mm-hmm. they, they, you know, they're after me. And, you know, I'm not, you know, again, giving her an excuse here, but I bet that's going to be her fallback. What a, what, a, what a headache that the Border Patrol must have known they were getting into. Because they mm-hmm. know that she was looking for a, uh, some kind of spectacle. Mm-hmm. She, this started with the, uh, with the release of those photos that hadn't come out until, what, a week ago? Yeah. Of her basically, like, staging these... Crying at very distraught, fence. yeah, like looks while she looks at the parking lot. It's a parking lot. She Come was very on. upset about the Jeep in front of her for yeah. some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very uh, bizarre. So the claim of concentration camps, the, the leaked yeah. photos, the she's been setting up a spectacle like mm-hmm. this. And you just showed us the tweet right before the, the show started where um, one journalist is saying that sources are telling her that one of the facilities she didn't even uh, go into, that she screamed at the Border Patrol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in a threatening way. Yeah. In a threatening way. The same worded or yeah. verbiage was used in yep. a threatening manner. And then refused to go on the tour. And just mm-hmm. basically screamed at them, probably in front of a camera somewhere. She's, yeah. uh, she's yeah. insane. And I think, like, you get, there's a certain level of um, uh, leniency, I guess, that, that you, you get in the public eye when you're a new figure. This happens, this has happened to talk show hosts over the years, it's happened to a lot of people. Where if you come out and you're kind of making a, a big noise and people are starting to pay attention to you, you kind of get all this press attention, and then you say that thing that's a little off and like the rest of the people kind of look around, huh, I don't, I don't like that one. And then you say another one and another one and another one. You've seen these you, like people rise into the public eye and then the people around them kind of say, okay, this guy's gone too far. This person, like you've seen it with people like Alex Jones. And there's been a lot of talk show hosts who have gone through this over the years. Um, you know, this, I think it happens with AOC with stuff like this. This is, I mean, the Nancy Pelosi's of the world, this is just a freaking headache to them. Like, she, the, 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 there's not enough positive out of the Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's uh, to make this uh, worthwhile. And I think, like, you know, she may wind up being big enough and have a big enough following that she doesn't need those people. But still, like, you know, let me think, a guy, here's, let me give you an example of a, a Congre- in, a con- in Congress. Is that guy Paul Nalen. Do you remember this guy? He ran for Congress against Paul Ryan and tried to unseat Paul Ryan. Um, and he was the big Trump, uh, Trumpist sort of pick for a while. And a lot of the people around Trump were thinking he was good. Mm. And then all of a sudden there was some anti-Semitic uh, memes that he was tweeting. And all of a sudden we were like, wait a minute, this guy might just be an anti-Semite. And then it kept coming. And then now everyone <laughs> abandons him, right? Um, and, you know, I don't even remember him. You know, well, you, you would, I mean, it was a big story at the time. Yeah. They were, you know, people like Drudge and Breitbart mm-hmm. were trying to make it into a thing that he was going to knock off Paul and Ryan. And he got destroyed by Paul Ryan. There's that level is approaching with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, I think, where yeah. people around her 
get to the point where it just is, they're tired of it. They're sick of it. It's just hassle, 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 hassle. Don't give her any power. Don't give her any committee seats. Let her tweet all she wants. Eventually, people get bored with the spectacle. Um, you know, the only example, really, I think you could find where that, didn't, that hasn't happened is Trump. And, and that had to do with him winning, right? I mean, it had to do, I think, you know, look, if Trump had lost the presidential election, he would not be a big figure today in, in conservative politics. But he won. And he's the freaking president of the United States, right? Like, so, but the people, around, the, the Mitch McConnells of the world would have had, you know, the American people forget him as fast as possible if he had lost. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the type of thing here. She should never lose in that district. It should be very easy for her to hold on to that seat forever. But they can do a lot of things to minimize her influence. Um, you know, the media seems to love her right now. And that's where she gets a lot of her, uh, I think, air from. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she, she's able to kind of, she sucks all the air out of the room. Um, but the media doesn't have to continue to do this. They don't have to continue to put her to the top of the heap when it comes to stories. What's amazing is the, the defense of her on, on, from, from people like in the media. and like She's saying the most idiotic things. Are they still they doing it with rushed, this one? They, I haven't seen for this one yet because okay. it's so early. I'm curious to but see how, yeah, I will how long be too. this goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but even still, the defense from the clearly just dumb things. Yeah. You wouldn't give anybody else that leeway. It's retroactive you? defense too. I mean, look, we saw it from a lot of people who were, like, take the craziest pro-Trump person in the world, right? Like, I, you know, look, a lot of people like Trump because he's passed some good policies, and, like, I'm not talking about that person. I'm talking about the person who's, like, mu- like has melded his mind with Donald Trump and thinks that he's God. Those people... So what you're talking do- about Donald Trump yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, there's some of his supporters that, like, just don't care what he does. And and you'd see them retroactively come up with, with explanations of, you know, he would miss... He would mispronounce a word and they'd say he did it on purpose and try to justify it. That's what's happening with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Mm-hmm. These same these people are doing the same thing and they're going back to the retro oh, what she meant by concentration camps was the war with Russia that predates <laughs> World War II and you're like there, you she's never even heard of Russia. <laughs> like, there's no way that's what she meant. Um, and I think everybody knows that, but you get like people get in their camps and they get in they get into their into their tribes and they do not not want to leave no matter what. I wonder though how, and I've, I've felt like this has been happening for a while and I don't know that it's actually manifested itself to the level that I think, but like I do feel like the rest of the Democrats are starting to get tired of this nonsense. She's just like, I mean, it's it's a show. And I think they did it a little bit with Omar as well. When, the, when, when she was doing the anti-Semitic stuff, like there was that pushback a little bit and she kind of gets a little bit more ignored now. Look, the best thing in the world for Republicans is is Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. I mean, this is a dream. I don't know why you're so threatened by her. Still. Yes, that's, that's right. what I hear every I, I just time. Can't call her. I think I just can't <laughs> yeah, call her. You just can't, well, and myself, whenever yeah. I'm critical of her, I am threatened by an empowered, an empowered Latina. Woman. Right, which is odd coming from you. Right, an empowered yes. Latina. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Yeah. I know. Odd how that works out. Hi, Sarah Gonzalez here. <laughs> uh, all right, L- let's see. The poll question from Friday was who won the second. Democratic presidential uh, <laughs> debate. 44%. My girl, Marianne Williamson. Yes. Uh, Marianne, by the way, in the CNN polls, zero. Zero percent. Really sad. I was looking for that bump that she needed. And A it lot of Republicans like... are now donating to her, I see. I saw. To get her in the debates. But the problem is, you're going to have to get 2% in four polls. Going to be a hard lift there for Marianne. Okay, so I'm, I just want to encourage everyone out there who's watching or listening to just donate a dollar. Yeah, but it's not. It. She can't do it with just donations on this one. You gotta, you gotta get. Okay, donate a dollar and also, and also vote for her you, in a poll. 
and they say, <laughs> hey, are you a Democrat or Republican? Get a press Democrat. Yes. Then you got to go through and press Marianne <laughs> Williamson. That could potentially get her. I saw the best We're tweet of her uh, from 2012. I just saw it today. Mm -hmm. But it kind of gives an insight on how her foreign policy would be. You would be very interested in this because okay. she's a girl. Mm -hmm. um, her foreign policy <laughs> on Assad uh, was that she was like, you know what, I'm just going to shower love all over Assad and show him that his ways are kind of psychotic, and I'm going to change it with my love. That, that, that's how he that was work. handling that Assad. That would work. I don't know why you're I mean, skeptical of that. <laughs> Obviously, love is solid. You know, it's Obviously, solid. you need to add in essential oils into that uh, <laughs> yeah. into the equation. But other yes. than that, it should be fine. Well, well lucky tweet. for she me, I've already got my arsenal oils. of essential oils. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> I will be ready mm -hmm. for Marianne Williamson presidency. 41% uh, of you said Kamala Harris. 10% said Joe Biden. 5% said Bernie Sanders. Um, I do find it, I'm sure it was just as a joke that Williamson was listed above Harris. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, Harris pretty much took, uh, took the cake in that one if we just kind of eliminate Williamson, who obviously is not getting much traction. No, no, I don't think that's going to happen. But it is fun. It makes it fun for us to watch. I hope she gets in the next debate. I do. Oh, I do, too. She's just, I mean, again, <laughs> love. How can you argue with that platform, Jason? Conquers all. Love Can't conquers all. Yeah. Uh, today's poll, who do you want to see go head-to-head -head with President Trump in 2020? Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Bernie Sanders, or Marianne Williamson. I think we can Don't all agree Marianne's at this table. Marianne Williamson yeah. <laughs> needs to be the answer to this particular poll. Yes. Jason? Uh, well, I would say that, but I want to see Joe Biden pay-per-view versus Trump so badly. I, like, do I you cannot wait. Okay, but after his first performance, do you really think it's going to be like that? Because I don't know that he, he still has it. I don't know that he still has it with him um, to... I would say either candidate would have the mastery of the English language in that particular <laughs> debate, and that would be, that would be fun. I, I, that would think be fun. There will be zero substance, and it'll just be insults. Yes. Non-stop insults and laughter. I don't know that Joe's quick enough to even do that. He did not look at it, but again, it's one debate. I am holding out. He was just rusty. Yeah, I, I think it's possible he was rusty, but I mean, he better figure it out. I mean, And, uh, and, and probably, because I would have been telling him, look, stay out of this, this socialist talk. Like, you really don't have to say much. That's what I would have been told, yeah. telling him. I mean, him. it is possible. It is possible that he is rusty, but he just doesn't look well, right? Like, you can be rusty and you're rusty, but he just doesn't look well. Yeah, you can't, you know, one of the things with Biden, and we'll keep this short, I know we've been doing it on forever, but, like, he, his style is not conducive to being old. Yeah. His style is quick fire. He goes through, he knows his stuff so well, he's on top of it. And, you know, he can, he, and he can endear himself to an audience. Mm -hmm. And you saw it occasionally. Like, I think when Swalwell tried to insult him, he just kind of smiled. And he had yeah. this big smile. And it was like a, an endearing moment, I think, for him. Um, but he, when the brain isn't firing as fast mm -hmm. as it used to, that's not a good style. He did much better when he went into that weird, weird calm Joe Biden thing that he does, where he's like, look, I just, and he gets really, his voice gets really low and he talks very deliberately. He may want to lean his whole campaign that way because when he, he if he's trying to do that thing where he's on his toes and just nailing every word of a long sort of rant, I don't know that he could pull that off right now. I, I, I told you, I mentioned it before, but his his speech in, in Michigan, where I would remember yeah. we were both yeah. watching it, yeah, yeah. I thought he was going to declare then. That was spot on. That's all he has to do yeah, to cruise to victory for the victory for the Democratic primary. If he can have that performance for these debates, I do think he would win the nomination. I do. I do. He just can't have he can't have another one like that. I think mm -hmm. you know he's that that was rough. That was rough, and he can't get schooled like that by another candidate because that was. I mean, she just destroyed him. Yeah, that was that was a viral moment, and those, you can't survive too many of those these days. All right, let us know what you think. You can go to the Blaze's Twitter at the Blaze. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. I mean, I'm saying, well, my time's up. I'm gonna stop now. I mean, do you, you know where that sentence was going? 
Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.